This episode of the Outside Podcast is brought to you by Toyota, a company that wants to help you find joy by exploring America's scenic byways. We've both done a lot of the beautiful drives in the U.S., and I would be pretty prone to say that this is up there with the most beautiful drives that may exist in the country. Meet professional skier and adventurer Brody Levin. Recently, Brody and his girlfriend, outdoor advocate Katie Bouet, took a trip in a Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro along the Beartooth Highway in Montana and Wyoming. The route passes through a spectacular mountain landscape as it climbs up and over Beartooth Pass at nearly 11,000 feet. And just when you think things couldn't get any more beautiful as you hit the summit, it's like everything gets 10 times more gorgeous when you start coming down the other side and the views just keep getting better and better. Also along for the ride was their best friend, Spaghetti. She's a dog, that's about all we know about her. (laughs) The Beartooth is both the gateway to Yellowstone National Park and the highest highway in the Northern Rockies. It's pretty special like how accessible it is to get to 11,000 feet on a highway. Yeah, we didn't even have to do any hiking. No, I mean like there are other people up here and I think that's awesome because all of these people can get here without really even leaving their cars. Whether you roll in the Beartooth in an adventure-ready Tacoma TRD Pro or heading out on a very different kind of road trip, there's a Toyota designed to get you there. You wind up these gorgeous switchbacks past rivers and creeks running by. There are so many beautiful just vistas and mountains and all these different types of rocks and wildflowers and wildlife. The whole drive, I was just taking it all in. I've never seen anything like this. Find the right Toyota to help you discover joy on America's scenic byways at toyota.com. From Outside Magazine, this is the Outside Podcast. Some kids are lucky enough to be born into a life of adventure. Professional climber photographer and Oscar-winning director Jimmy Chin recently posted on Instagram about taking his seven-year-old daughter up the Grand Teton near Jackson, Wyoming, with the help of his good friend, mountaineering legend Conrad Anker. Celebrated big wall speed climber Tommy Caldwell often tells stories of growing up with his dad, a professional bodybuilder and mountain guide, who introduced him to climbing as a toddler. Of course, not every child of an elite mountain athlete is destined to become a pro. But the opposite is also true. Some kids who grew up with almost no exposure to outdoor sports possess an uncrushable spirit of exploration. And they are going to find a way to get out there, no matter what. For the latest installment in our series, Looking at Pathways to Happiness, producer Marin Larson brings us the story of a woman whose love of climbing began in the most unlikely of places, the urban heart of Los Angeles. As a kid, Maricela Rosales overflowed with the kind of energy and thirst for adventure that, in a different setting, could easily get her labeled as a little crusher in the pages of Outside Magazine. My family, when I was little, they used to call me monkey because I used to climb everything and anything. She grew up in Koreatown, Los Angeles, securing first ascents, likely never repeated, on piles of auto parts. I spent time at a scrapyard with my dad. My dad worked under the table and fixed cars, so I spent a lot of time just scrambling through metal. (laughs) When she wasn't climbing, she was dreaming about it. 
sometimes with the help of old magazines her dad bought her at estate sales. He and I couldn't read them, but the pictures were amazing. So I learned about rock climbing and mountaineering before I even knew what it really meant. I would climb the tree or I'd climb on top of the house and I'd imagine myself like on top of a mountain, on top of a boulder overlooking these beautiful landscapes. And so I used my imagination to, to explore these places while in the city. Sometimes I'd get in trouble for it because I got to climb down this, this old Victorian home and I have some termites or it's not stable. That was a form of me escaping and, and, and venturing into a new world that I could control. Maricela's glimpses of wild landscapes in magazines and her fantasies of alpine ascents starkly contrasted with the life of her working-class Puerto Rican family in the heart of L.A. I didn't have access to nature as a kid because my parents were focused on providing for the family, making sure that we were getting a proper education and we had food at the table. My family is a working-class family, and we lived in a neighborhood that, you know, wasn't the safest. Being an inner-city kid, there's the stigma of that you kind of don't recreate, you don't go out. Sometimes I'd go to a park, but at that time, the parks were fairly dangerous. It wasn't just her surroundings that prevented her from realizing her mountaineering dreams. While Maricela possessed seemingly boundless energy, she often felt trapped inside her own body. From the moment that I can remember, I've always had chronic back pain and always felt fatigued and fussy. And my parents would say, it's just growing pains. You'll get through it. But I didn't. When she was seven years old, she was diagnosed with scoliosis, a sideways curvature of the spine that can be painful and debilitating. What scoliosis does is it contributed to radiating pain in the legs and then the lower back, you know, weakness and numbness and related nerve issues along the way. And it really caused me to have some breathing problems. Even though I was always active and wanting to jump around, you know, there were a lot of moments frequently that I was either bedridden or just frustrated and couldn't explain to everyone what I was going through. Maricela started wearing a back brace at the age of 10 to help slow down the progression of her spine's curve. Though it was supposed to prevent further issues, it reduced her mobility and prevented her from being as active as she had been when she was younger. And what made it difficult for me at school was I couldn't sit for long periods of time in a class. I'd get fatigued and irritated, you know, and that frustration led to me also being very angry because I couldn't figure out how I can make myself feel better. I didn't want to take pain meds anymore. I didn't want to lay in bed. Throughout her teen years, Maricela struggled with chronic pain, relying on prescription painkillers to get through the day and putting on weight because it was so challenging for her to move. When she left home to attend the University of California, Riverside, she got new insurance through the school, which gave her the opportunity to take control of her own treatment. It gave me more autonomy in my life to figure out what are the other ways, or if there were other ways, to help me get through this physical chronic pain, to get off of pain medications, to stop wearing the back brace, and to self-actualize into someone who I wanted to be, which was someone who was capable of playing and running and climbing without really understanding what that meant in an outdoor sense. My doctor at the time recommended that I not do high-impact sports, and he recommended swimming, yoga, 
and lastly, rock climbing. UC Riverside had an outdoor rock wall on their challenge course that was open a couple nights a week. One day, she asked her roommate to go with her to try it out. I was still fairly overweight. I was still fatiguing. I started to feel really overwhelmed by the whole process of putting on a harness and having this guy, you know, belay me and what does that mean and how do I have to start and I have to wear what kind of shoes? So it, it was nerve-wracking. And I didn't get far the first time around for fear that I was actually going to hurt myself and my back. After that challenging first experience, Maricela needed about two years before she was ready to rope up again. I needed to work through whatever fears I had and the pain that was hindering me along the way. So I took a step back and did a little bit of research of what rock climbing is. And I started going to the rock wall and slowly but surely pulling myself up a lot more. She applied for a job at the rec center, in part so she could spend more time at the climbing wall and stay motivated on her path to becoming more mobile. Climbing, like it does for so many people, pulled her in. It gave me opportunity to connect with my coworkers and their experience with rock climbing. They were so knowledgeable that I just became entranced. And then she was invited to go on a Thanksgiving trip with the university's rock climbing club. And without even really knowing the details, I just said yes. I was like, I would like to explore. I don't know what this looks like. Can I please participate? We drove up the 395 uh, to Bishop, California, and we camped out in the Buttermilks. And that drive was beautiful because the East Sierra Mountains were covered with snow. I've never experienced that type of cold. And I was not fitting the climber mold, but I showed up and was really excited that I was out there. I saw some wildlife for the first time in my life. I also experienced sleeping in a tent, eating camp food, seeing snow for the first time. My head was wrapping around all these new stimulus. It was a spiritual experience because I was never surrounded by nature like that. It also was very quiet and it allowed me to think about all the things that I was working towards. I'm not a religious person, I am spiritual. And so I felt that there was something bigger than myself there. And there was, and there still is, and will continue to be so. And I just felt like I was a part of this environment. But her family had their reservations. They had little experience with outdoor sports and even less understanding of climbing. In 2010, around the time that Maricela was discovering how at home she felt in nature, only 6% of outdoor participants identified as Hispanic while they comprised 16% of the overall U.S. population. My family wasn't too excited about my conversations with them about rock climbing and the pictures I'd show them, they'd freak out. They're like, how are you doing this? It's para locos. It's for crazy people. You know, you're going to hurt yourself. And then over time, they realized how happy I was and how I was changing. I was no longer hunching over. I wasn't complaining about my pain. I wasn't bedridden. Um, I was developing muscles that I've never had before. And you can see that I just had like a sparkle. My family was like, okay, you go ahead and have fun and be safe. The more time Maricela spent on the wall, the better she felt. But soon she faced a new concern, her father's health. He'd been diagnosed with colon cancer about four years earlier, and his condition was worsening. The doctors told him that he needed to go into hospice. And I had showed up 
at my mom's place that day, really because I was going to go to a rock climbing store to buy my first official pair of rock climbing shoes and my first crash pad. And I heard that news and I felt selfish because I wasn't there to hang out with my dad, but to go and buy these things. So that day when the doctors left, my dad had asked me, he's like, oh, what are you doing here? And you know, what, what are your plans? And I told him my plans and that I told him that I wasn't going to do that anymore because I wanted to spend time with him. And he said, how about we go to the rock climbing store together? And we picked out some shoes. We talked about crash pads. He thought they were sleeping pads. And he saw the pictures of women and men climbing boulders and how beautiful and majestic the pictures were. And he didn't realize like how popular the sport was. As the customer sales rep was ringing us up, I sat down with my dad and he holds my hand and he tells me, Mija, this is the happiest I've ever seen you in your life. You have changed so much and I'm just so happy to see that you're not in pain. And if this is what you want to do, do it with all of your heart, do it with the best intentions and don't forget to take people with you. We'll be back after a short break. I know there's like some gravel roads and dirt roads and kind of bumpier roads that are off the main scenic byway. I assume it'll be pretty easy to get away from the people here. We're back on the Beartooth Highway with adventurer Brody Levin and outdoor advocate Katie Bouet for their road trip along this remarkable scenic byway with their dog Spaghetti. They drove a Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro, which has 9.4 inches of ground clearance, allowing them to access spots that they could have all to themselves. I'm really excited to find a cool campsite. I would like to find a campsite by the river. That would make me happy. Their Tacoma was outfitted with a rooftop tent, which made for more comfortable sleeping and more efficient travel. This is my first time using a truck with a rooftop tent. And it's been really, really nice because it is quick and easy, but it's also out of the way when we're not using it. I'm a real fan of car camping. I think that it's like the best way to travel across America and see things and experience things. The smartly designed Tacoma TRD Pro features adjustable tie-down cleats on the deck rail system and rack and accessory compatibility, which makes it the perfect choice for your car camping adventures. It's getting really comfortable up here. It makes me really happy to be up here, same with spaghetti. No matter what kind of journey you're after, you can find it on America's scenic byways. And there's a Toyota designed to get you there. Learn more at toyota.com. Maricela Rosales was very close to her dad. She'd spent much of her childhood tagging along with him to auto repair jobs. His vocal support of her climbing meant the world to her. So about three weeks after he went into hospice, Maricela called him on her way to her very first climbing competition in San Diego. I was still new into climbing, but I was just so amped. He sounded really tired on the other line, but said, I'm excited for you. I hope that you win. And if you don't, just try as best as you can because you, you got this. I believe in you. Um, he's like, I'm really tired, but just know that I, I love you. And that evening, he had passed away. And I didn't find out until the next day. 
I got a, a flood of condolences and calls from the climbing community and folks invited me out to places that I have never been to, to connect with, with nature, to help with my healing process. And at, and at first it was, you know, kind of hard to, to get motivated, but I'm glad that I said yes, because it really just helped me get back to a place of peace, of clarity, motivation, and, and continue working on that path to just bettering my physical state of being. Maricela threw herself into climbing during her grieving process, with her father's blessing always on her mind. She grew stronger, slowly at first, and then very, very quickly. I was pushing different grade levels faster than I had anticipated that my body could do. And so at this point, I was starting to project V7s, V8s, V9s outdoors. And that, for me, was just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy exciting. Those grades Maricela cited, the Vs with numbers after them, are how climbers rate the difficulty of a bouldering problem. A V7, 8, or 9 is an advanced level grade, far beyond what she ever thought she could do when she first took off her back brace. But Maricela was doing more than just becoming a skilled climber. Her work on the wall was dramatically changing her daily existence. Before I started climbing, I'd get very tight muscle spasms in my hips and in my neck. I'd get shooting pains going up and down my arm, and sometimes I'd get numbness in my hands that I couldn't grip things. Stretching was difficult. Using the restroom was difficult. Just going up and down the stairs was difficult. I was always out of breath and constantly just in a state of anxiety and fatigue. And when I got into rock climbing, I actually was building muscle in different areas. I was no longer getting winded like I was before. I became very angelic and slow in my climbing to help build those muscle groups, to stretch my muscles, to just kind of slow down all the things that I was thinking about and then just focus on movement and climbing. And as her physical health improved, so too did her mental state. Climbing has really changed the way that I navigate my life. It has changed who I am and, and how I see myself. It's changed my physical abilities. It's changed the way that I emotionally navigate life. It's also made me a lot happier, more focused. It helped me become more patient, more kind to myself. And I think that if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be where I am today. I don't wear a back brace anymore. I don't take any uh, pain medication. Occasionally, I'll get some spasms here and there, but it's easy to mitigate. And I do that through rock climbing. I do that through stretching. I think that the rock climbing for me has been a beautiful, humbling, and unfolding process to this day. And I have been climbing on and off for about 12 years. Through climbing, Maricela found the freedom she craved. She no longer was trapped in a body that hurt all the time. She also found a spiritual connection and a respite from her grief, which meant that she was ready to act on her father's last piece of advice. Don't forget to take people with you. Those words had stuck with her. And so, when an injury forced her to take a step back from climbing, she seized the opportunity to act on them. I was climbing and pushing my limits and really exceeding expectations for myself. And then I got injured from not warming up properly. And at that time, I felt that 
I was plateauing in rock climbing and I was getting very frustrated um, about that. So I decided to take a break and to focus on other priorities. And so I decided that I wanted to actually become more involved in rock climbing advocacy and learn more about how I can be a better steward and a better volunteer and an activist. And it changed the trajectory of everything in my life. When I first started climbing, I didn't see a lot of people of color. And for me, that was a bit of that disconnect of, you know, where where are my people? Where's my gente? You know, why aren't they out here exploring and doing these awesome activities as well? I think everyone deserves that opportunity to have their aha moment, to have their connection to to the land. And it could be any land. I think that it does something to our sense of being. It really helps us to reconnect and realign our internal selves. I think that for anyone who has had the opportunity to go out in nature or to, you know, their local public lands is they're happy when they're outside. It gives people peace. It gives people a sense of joy. In 2016, Maricela got involved with Latino Outdoors, a national organization that works to make nature a safe, inclusive, and welcoming space for Latinx communities. We were doing these outings that really helped them to see themselves out in nature and to learn something. It was great to see just different generations coming together on a weekend, if they could, to to explore with Latino Outdoors. I started getting involved with all these other organizations on a national level to talk about the importance of bringing BIPOC voices into the fold and that it should be at the forefront of all the messaging, especially Indigenous voices. Maricela's work on diversity and inclusion in the outdoors led her to realize the critical importance of conservation. If we don't protect these places, we're not going to have those aha moments. We're not going to have those spiritual connections, those joyful moments. So she shifted her energy. Today, she is the California Program Associate Director for the Conservation Lands Foundation. Which is a national organization that serves to protect, restore, and expand the national conservation system. We're bringing communities along with us and expanding that narrative of what conservation looks like to fully be culturally and generationally relevant. For Maricela, the work all comes back to spreading the joy and freedom she found when she first started climbing, which is why she continues to get out in nature as much as she can. I went to the tramway and the Palm Springs area, and it was in the middle of the summer. It was so hot, and I had stepped out of the car, and I looked at everyone like, why are we in Palm Springs? And I'm like sweating. I'm wearing this crash pad. They're like, don't worry. It's going to be awesome. We go up. We pay for our tickets, and then we get on this aerial tramway, and I'm just like, whoa, this is awesome. And then once we get to the top, I was just like, this is beautiful. You know, from a desert landscape going up into the mountains, And then walking this path, and then there's just boulders everywhere. And it's nice and cool, and there's just climbers in every direction. It was just like, wow, this is going to be my favorite place. I know it, and I feel it, and it still is to this day. That was Maricela Rosales speaking with Outside Podcast producer Marin Larson. 
Marin produced this episode, which was edited by me, Michael Roberts. Music for our Happiness series is by Louis Weeks. This piece was inspired by a story written for Rock and Ice in 2020 by Charlie Liu. Rock and Ice is part of the Outside Network, so if you're an Outside Plus member, you have access to everything they publish, plus all kinds of other perks. This episode was brought to you by Toyota, a company that wants to help you find joy out on America's scenic byways. Learn more at toyota.com. The Outside Podcast is made possible by the support of our Outside Plus members. Learn more and join at outsideonline.com slash outside P-L-U-S. Outside Podcast listeners get 25% off an Outside Plus membership with the coupon code OUTSIDEPOD. That's OUTSIDEPOD, all lowercase.